going to the Word of God to Philippians 2, 9 through 11. And if you were in the first half, I could have just listened to that for a while. But in the first half, amen, this is going to tie in with what was in the first half. And much of it will be repeat. We didn't talk, but we talked to the same God. Amen. And I believe this morning that God is going to do miracles. I believe that the supernatural power of God is already in this place and is already working in this house this morning. God has already released His angels. So today I ask that you let your faith just rise to the Word of God. And just as we preach the Word of God and tell some stories this morning about things that God has done, I want you just to let your faith increase because your miracle is in this house this morning. Whether it's a physical need or a spiritual need, your miracle is in this place this morning. Philippians 2, 9 through 11, a very familiar portion of Scripture probably to many. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And then Colossians 2 and 9 says, For in him dwelleth all of the fullness of the Godhead, bodily. God, we thank you for your word. We know that your word is anointed. I pray that right now you would anoint your messenger. Lord, I pray that you would hide me under the shadow of your cross. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus. And God, will be quick to give you glory and honor and praise for all that you do in this house this morning, for the miracles, God, that you will do by faith, Lord, and for the infilling of the Holy Ghost that will happen to many in this house. We will give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Amen. You can be seated just for a little while. For a few moments this morning, I want to preach this simple thought. It's all in Him. Somebody say that. It's all in Him. You see, the name of Jesus can be translated, Jehovah has become my salvation. His very name declares His divinity. And it is truly all in Him. We know that there is one living, ever living and eternal God who is infinite in power and holy in nature. And this one true God has revealed himself as Father in creation, Son in redemption, and the Holy Ghost in our hearts today. Can I get an amen? The Scripture does more than just attempt to prove the existence of God. It asserts, it assumes, and it declares that the knowledge of God is universal. God is invisible without parts, without a body, and therefore he is free of every limitation. John 4 and 24 says, God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Has anybody come as a worshiper this morning to worship the almighty God? <laughs> Hallelujah. This one true God, Jehovah of the Old Testament, took upon himself the form of man. And as the Son of Man was born of the Virgin Mary, as Paul wrote in 1 Timothy 3 and 16, under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, he said, and without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. 
God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up into glory. God. Hallelujah. This one true God. He was manifest in flesh. And in part of our text, we already read, in him, in Jesus, dwelleth all of the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Jesus, in his humanity, he was fully man. He was man. But in his deity, he was and is, is God. Hallelujah. His flesh was the lamb or the sacrifice of God. He is the only mediator between God and man, the Bible tells us. First Timothy 2 and 5, for there is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. You see, Jesus on his father's side was divine, but on his mother's side he was human. Thus scripture says that the son of God, he is the son of God and he's also the son of man. Because he was both man and God. Isaiah 9 and 6 declares, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. He is the Mighty God. <laughs> Hallelujah. The prophecy of Isaiah was fulfilled when the Son of God was named in Matthew 1 and 21, we read, And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. We know very well, many of us apostolics know Acts 4 and 12, neither is there salvation in any other. But there is another name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Amen. It's all in the name of Jesus. You may debate who Jesus is, but you cannot debate the power that is in the name of Jesus. You may debate what he can do, but you won't debate the experience that God puts into your life when it happens today in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's all in him. I've come to this house today to declare that alongside of Scripture, that the name of Jesus is above every other name. I said the name, you heard it in the first half. The name of Jesus is above every other name. The name of Jesus is above depression. I come to declare the name of Jesus is above fear. The name of Jesus is above anxiety. The name of Jesus is above heart disease. The name of Jesus is above blindness. The name of Jesus is above deafness. The name of Jesus is above every kidney disease. The name of Jesus is greater. Somebody declare his name. There is power in the name of Jesus, and it's all in him. The words of Jesus recorded in Luke chapter 4 and verse 18. It says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal 
the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord in the name of Jesus. And that's why I've come right now in Jesus' name. That same power that Jesus had is inside every Holy Ghost filled believer. Those things are going to happen today. Jesus said in John 14 and 14, if you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Somebody needs to take can out of your your vocabulary right now and say God's going to do it. God will do it. It's not a might. It's not a maybe. But God will do it. In his timing, God will do it. No matter what the enemy would say, it hasn't happened yet. Yes, but God will do it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What is it today that you need Jesus to do in your life? What do you need him to do? He's here to do it. In Luke 5 and 17, it says this, and it came to pass on a certain day. This is a certain day for somebody. I feel it in the Holy Ghost. It's a certain day for somebody. It came to pass on a certain day as Jesus was teaching That there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by, which were come out of every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Here, Here they were. Jesus was there. He was just teaching. Just teaching. But the Lord's power was present to heal them. And the place that he was teaching, we read in verse 19, it was filled to capacity. Undoubtedly, there were many others that came that day that needed a miracle. But this is the only miracle that's recorded that God did in this setting. Don't walk away today without your miracle. Your miracle today is right here in this house. Hallelujah. That the four men that were holding the bed that brought that man to Jesus The four men and the man laying in the bed, they understood the significance of the presence of Jesus. Somebody right now, if you can feel his presence, you need to understand the significance of his presence and what that means and what he is about to do in you and through you. Not just for you, but for a city. It's significant. There are significant miracles that God is ready to do. I feel the Holy Ghost. There are significant miracles that God is ready to do, not for your glory, but to bring Omaha to Jesus. There are significant things that God is ready to do. I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel the witness of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Jesus has come today to transform your condition. He has come to send you away changed. And somebody needs to begin to magnify God right now. Though the enemy, even while I'm preaching, has been speaking into some people's ears and saying, hey, it hasn't happened before. Why would it happen today? Why is it going to happen now? Put those voices out of your mind right now. Put them out of your mind right now and magnify Jesus. You know how you magnify him? How do you magnify an infinite God? How do you magnify a God who is everywhere at all times? You get him closer. The closer that you get to him. 
the more he is magnified in your life. Somebody right now needs to stop and magnify Jesus. Come on, somebody, would you magnify him right now? Somebody, would you stop at this point and just magnify Jesus for a minute? Magnify Jesus for a minute. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know I keep saying God is in this place, but God is ever-present. And if you're worshiping online today, God's not left you out. Right where you are, God is going to heal your body. God is going to fill you with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Right where you are, God is going to move today in Jesus' name. I want you to realize that faith is what activated the process of the paralytic's miracle. In Mark chapter 2 and verse 5, Referencing the, referencing the same story we read about in Luke. It says, when Jesus saw their faith. And if you want your miracle this morning, you need to display an attitude of expectancy in this house this morning. Or online, wherever you are in your home. Display an attitude of expectancy. Because faith is a necessity for your miracle. Hebrews 11 and 6 says, but without faith... It's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. But without faith, it's impossible to please God. We must have faith. We cannot allow the enemy to rob us of our faith. We need faith to be saved. And we need faith to receive our miracle. Romans 10 and 17 says, So then cometh faith by hearing and hearing by the word of God. As the word of God is going forth right now, let faith be implanted into your heart. I know that God, according to Romans 12 and 3, has dealt every person a measure of faith. Prayer will increase your faith. Jude 20 says, but ye beloved, build up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Amen. We cannot allow a pandemic. We cannot allow politics. We cannot allow distractions of this world to rob us of our faith. We can't allow that. To happen in Jesus' name. Faith simply means trusting in advance what will only work and make sense in reverse. Trust in advance what only makes sense in reverse. And someone today needs to join with a psalmist and declare Psalms 28 and 7. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusteth in him, and I am helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoices, and with my song will I praise him. Come on, somebody, right now, in Jesus' name, be encouraged and strengthened in the Lord. Hallelujah. I want your faith to increase this morning. God is in this place. I feel him in this place right now. On the second On the second of last year, let me back up a little bit. In January of last year, I saw God do what we read about in Scripture. In January of last year, I had the privilege of going on another mission trip to Bangladesh. And in those meetings, 
God did great and mighty and powerful things. One of the things that he did, if you put the first picture up on the wall, one of the, one of the first things that he did, things that he did in those, that, those meetings is this man right here, this man came in carried by people into the place. He could not walk on his own two feet. He could not. But by the power of the Holy Ghost, by the miraculous power of Almighty God, he did not get carried out of that meeting. He danced and shouted all over the place, uh, and he praised God. He did not know God in the fullness of his power, but God revealed to him that Jesus is the mighty God by doing a mighty miracle in his life, and he walked. It doesn't just happen in the Bible days, but it happens today. God is still the miracle worker that heals paralytics. Let me put the second picture up there. This is a picture that I took quickly from my, on my cell phone on February 2nd of last year. That's in our home church. You see, there's nobody in the wheelchair because there's somebody over here that's walking because they jumped up out of the wheelchair and began to walk because God still heals the paralytics today. God still does these wonderful miracles. Just about two weeks ago, we had our family camp in the main district. And my father, who many of you have met, my pastor, he was preaching on Monday night of camp. And as he was preaching at the very end of his message, he began to tell a story of a miracle that happened when he was preaching at a camp in a different place. He talked about how that at this camp, service was over, and they all went to the cafeteria. And there they are standing in the line at the cafe. And as they're standing in the line at the cafe, he looks back and sees this lady that's sitting in a wheelchair. And the Holy Ghost spoke to him. you got to be ready for the Holy Ghost to speak to you anytime. The Holy Ghost speaks to him. And he walks over and gets in the lady's ear. He says, ma'am, you can get up now. And you know what she did in that cafe? She got up in the name of Jesus and she walked. And he was sharing this story at camp. And he was telling how that when that happened, her pastor who was the superintendent of the district, was standing behind him and tears were streaming down his face when this lady got up. And he said to my dad, he said, Brother Stoops, I've got to tell you something. He said, I had a dream. And in my dream, I saw this scenario. I saw us all standing here in this line at the cafe. And I watched you walk over. I didn't know what you said, but I watched you walk over, and I watched you speak into that lady's ear, and I saw her get up out of her wheelchair. Don't tell me that God doesn't confirm what he's going to do. And so he's sharing the story. And at the end of it, he says, I feel to tell somebody right now. This is just a couple weeks ago in our main camp. I feel to tell somebody right now that you can get up now. And it seemed like Nobody moved. And he said, I, I don't think you understood what I was saying. He said, you can get up now. And there just happened to be a preacher that was sitting on the platform, a young man who's been in a wheelchair for seven to eight months, not able to walk, not able to stand during that time period for more than ten minutes. And in that point in time, he passed out. 
who was sitting up on the platform. They had wheeled him up behind all the preachers. And I looked up. And it was right after he said, I don't think you understand. You can get up now. That man, I talked to him after. He said, I might as well get up. So he jumped up out of his wheelchair. And when he got out of his wheelchair, he didn't just get up out of his wheelchair, but he began to dance before the Lord like he used to. He began to praise God and magnify Jesus and lift my Savior and his Savior up. He began to praise God for what God was doing in his life. Say, oh, did he, he must have got back in the wheelchair. No, 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 no. I talked to him the next day. I said, man, God did a mighty miracle for you, didn't he? He said, oh, man, he sure did. He said, let me tell you. He said he healed me emotionally. He healed me physically. He did it all from the top of my head down to my feet. He did everything. He said, matter of fact, he said, I haven't had an appetite for seven to eight months. He goes, and when service was over, I looked at my wife and said, called her by name. He said, man, I am so hungry. Can we go get something to eat? He said, that's a miracle. He said, you know what else happened? He goes, for seven to eight months, he said, I've not been able to be warm. My body has just been cold. And I get home, he said, and when I got home, he said, I was hot. I said to my wife, can you turn the air conditioner on? It's hot in here. And she looked at him like he was crazy. He said, and then my wife comes walking back in the house a little while later because they were unloading things and doing stuff, getting back from camp. And she says, you know, honey, I'm going to take the trash out. He said, oh, oh honey, wait, you don't, have, you don't have to do that. I did that already. He said, I took that over the dumpster for you. He said, I haven't been able to do those things in seven to eight months. He said, but when God did the miracle, God did it all the way. And you know what? I just talked to him last week, and he's still doing great. He just got a job, and he told me last week, you know what? I'm getting ready to get a second job. Because God's given the strength that he had before, amen, and even more. God is still the miracle-working God today. It is all in him. On that same trip to Bangladesh this last January, there was a young minister who testified that he had never personally ever saw a miracle. Never in his life had he seen God personally use him to see a miracle come to pass. And we were in that crusade, and he testified how a Muslim man brought him his son. And when he saw the son, he cringed because the son had no ear on one side of his head. He said, I became afraid. I said, God, why couldn't it be a headache? He said, but I still put my hand on him in faith. I put my hand on his head right over that ear. He said, and I commanded that ear in the name of Jesus to grow. And as I was speaking the name of Jesus, he said, I began to feel something form underneath of my hand. And to the glory of God, when it was all said and done, there was no ear. When the prayer in the name of Jesus went forth, there was an ear there. Come on, don't tell me that God is not the miracle worker today. Hallelujah. I serve a God who still today takes nothing and creates something. He did it in the beginning of the world, amen, to create this old earth when he spoke it. And it's the same way today. When he speaks or when we speak as the ambassador of Christ, it happens. Something that seems like it cannot be turns into something through faith. You put the next couple pictures up on the wall. I'm not going to be a ton longer. Stay with me. This picture is a man who was blind in both of his eyes. 
I said he was blind in both of his eyes. But with a simple prayer, when I laid my hands upon his head and said, in the name of Jesus, receive your sight. He got so excited and so happy because instantly God gave him back his sight in the name of Jesus. Don't tell me that God is not the healer today. Next picture. This lady was blind in her right eye. But instantly, when the power of the name of Jesus was spoken over her, instantly she was healed and was able to see out of her right eye. Amen. I know, Brother Kennedy, this morning, you can't see these pictures, but maybe you can. I don't know. In the name of Jesus, I don't know when God's going to do it, but I prophesy in the name of Jesus that God is going to do it. It's just going to happen. Because you have faith. I watched you dance all over this place this morning with that cane. And I was thinking, oh, if he would just throw that cane off, uh, maybe God would do a miracle. If that cane would just go the other way, maybe God would just pop those eyes open. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. By the way, on that trip, there was at least 7,000 miracles of healing that took place. At least 75 people with blinded eyes had their eyes opened up. At least 100 people that had deaf ears uh, had their deaf ears opened. Uh, there was at least 53 people that had tumors that left their body. There were 63 paralyzed people who were healed in those meetings. Uh, people with arthritis over 60 were healed. Uh, pain, there was many that were healed of pain. And one person that could not speak, uh, that was mute, uh, that began to speak under the power of the Holy Ghost. He's still the miracle-working God. Not overseas, right here in the United States. He's the miracle-working God. Amen. I've told some miracles that happened here already this morning. But here I've seen God dissolve cysts. I've he heard, seen him heal stomach issues and back issues many, many times. I've seen him heal all kinds of things. And right here in this church, I've watched God heal somebody of cancer. He's still the healer today. If you're worshiping with us online today, God's not left you. And I said it before, he's not left you out. Because multiple times I've seen God heal through Skype, and I've seen him heal as people were worshiping online. God will heal you right where you are this morning, and he will fill you. In Mark chapter 5, Matthew chapter 9, Luke chapter 8, we read of the lady with the issue of blood who had an issue of blood for 12 years. You know the story. She'd spent all her money. She was broke. But she still was not healed. She didn't have any other hope. But she believed in her heart. If she could just touch the hem of the garment of Jesus, that she would be made whole. If I could but touch him. And though she may have been stepped on, pushed around in that crowd that day, as sick as she was, she didn't care what it cost her to get to the feet of Jesus. She had a made-up mind that she was going to get to his feet. To some this morning, it may cost you a little embarrassment. To some of you, it may cost you letting go of a problem that you've grown attached to. And you say, what? Why would I want to hold on to? But I've had people that I've gone to pray for that said, no, no. Don't, don't pray for me for that. Because they were attached to their disability. Don't let that be in your life this morning. To some, time can be an obstacle. Some will say, oh, I'll just wait until tomorrow. 
But don't let the enemy steal today what God has for you today with such thinking as it can wait until tomorrow. Please, 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 don't let today's complacency be tomorrow's captivity. Don't let it happen in your life. I quoted it Friday night, and I'm going to quote it again. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of my peace, of your peace, was upon him. And with his stripes, we presently are healed. It is all in him. The paralytic man who was let down through the roof thought that his greatest need was for a physical healing. But Jesus saw that that man had a greater need. Jesus saw the condition of his soul. And Jesus saw the need for salvation. You see, Jesus is the soul healer. He knows when our life has been contaminated by sin. He knows when we have been wounded by defeat and overwhelmed with discouragement. And what others could not see about this man, Jesus looked to the very core of his soul and Jesus saw his sin. We can convince ourselves all day long that everything's all right and everything's okay. But Jesus knows better. He knows those places of our heart that are not okay. He can see what others cannot. And in Matthew's account of the paralytic man, Jesus declares in Matthew 9 and 2, Son, be of good cheer. Thy sins be forgiven thee. God wants to forgive somebody's sins in this house this morning. I've come to tell somebody today that there is joy that comes when your sins are washed away by the blood of Jesus in the waters of baptism. When Jesus was explaining to Nicodemus, a man who was very knowledgeable in the scriptures, how to be born again, he said in John 3 and 5, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of the water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Water baptism is simply being born of the water. Mark 16 and 16 says, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. It's not my words. It's the words of God. In the Apostle Paul's writing to the church at Rome, he said in Romans 6, 3, and 4, Know ye not that so many of us were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead, the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Do you want newness of life today? Do you want something different inside of you today? Do you want to be a new creature in Christ Jesus today? Do you want the old man to pass away today? Then go down in the waters of baptism and be buried with Christ in those waters of baptism. That's where the old man goes away. That's where the things that you hate and despise, they go away in the waters of baptism. The washing away of our sins takes place when we go down in the name of Jesus. And we already quoted Acts 4 and 12. Neither is there salvation in any other. 
for there's no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must, we must be saved. Salvation only comes through the name of Jesus. The apostle Peter gave the plan for salvation. And many of you could quote it in Acts chapter 2 and verse 38. Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. It's a promise this morning. And you will know, you will know, you will know that you have received the baptism of the Holy Ghost when you speak in tongues just like they did in Acts chapter 2, just like they did in Acts chapter 10, just like they did in Acts chapter 19. Amen. You'll know when you begin to speak with another tongue. In John chapter 3, when Jesus was explaining about being born again, he was explaining about being born of the Spirit. He said in verse 8, The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but cannot tell whence it cometh and whither it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. There is a certain sound that comes out of you when you're born of the Spirit. That's why Acts chapter 2 and verse 4 says, And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance, as the Spirit gave them the ability. Romans 6 and 23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God. God has a gift for you this morning. The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. He has a gift for everybody in this house this morning. Prophesying concerning the Holy Ghost, Isaiah said in chapter 28, For with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to this people, to whom he said, This is the rest wherewith you may cause the weary to rest, and this is the refreshing Yet they would not hear. Please uh, hear what I'm saying this morning. Uh, God has a refreshing for your soul this morning. Uh, he wants you to be born of the Spirit. And I know it's a promise that Prophet Joel said the Lord would pour out His Spirit upon all flesh. I'm going to hurry along here. Hallelujah. I've seen God fill so many people with the Holy Ghost. In that meeting in Bangladesh, I was talking about about last year in January. Not only were there 7,000 at least that were healed by the power of God, in one service, there were 7,000 people at least that began to speak with tongues for the very first time. In one service, 7,000 people were filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. So I've seen God do it in numerous, great numbers. I've seen God do it right here in the state of Nebraska, where at least 20 people at one time were filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I've seen God do it one-on-one. -on -one. Whether it be in homes or wherever it might be, God beginning to fill people with the power of the Holy Ghost. Sister Powell will probably remember this from uh, the Nebraska Strength and Healing Service. But I remember that night that people came with it expectation as I feel expectation in this house this morning. People came with expectation. And before the word of faith would even went forth, I said, 
under the unction of the Holy Ghost. That the Holy Ghost is going to sweep from this side all the way across. And as I spoke those words before the word of faith even took place, two young ladies that were closest to the, the wall over there on that side, they began to speak with other tongues instantly because they were ready. And she looked at me and said, hey, look, Brother Stoops, look, look at those people. And I said, yes, I see them. I feel that same spirit in this house this morning. God wants to do it for somebody. Hallelujah. Right here in this building. The last time that I was here in the French service. I could give you other stories. Lots of stories. Right here. I'm saying right here. These stories for a reason. In the French service. There were at least seven people. That for the very first time. Began to speak with other tongues. And a congregation of 30 people. There was seven or eight that needed it. And seven were filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I, I tell you the stories about Omaha, and I tell you the stories about Nebraska, because I feel such a powerful presence of God here this morning and all weekend long. And when I walked around your capital, I began to weep. And wondering why am I weeping, God? This is not my field of harvest. But I felt... I felt what God is doing in this state. There is a great harvest. The seed is being scattered to all 93 counties. There will be a light in all 93 counties. There will be more than one light in all 93 counties because God loves people and it's his will that none should perish and that all should come to everlasting life. It is the will of God. So I began to weep as I walked around those walls and prayed for those counties. Sitting outside my hotel, just sitting there praying and weeping. Why? Because God is doing something. God has dispatched something in this area. There's something mighty and powerful that the apostolic church hasn't even realized yet that God has dispatched into this region for a mighty, mighty, mighty harvest. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I have more that I could say, but God can do more in two seconds than I can do in a whole entire lifetime and more. Right now, right now, God is ready to increase somebody's faith. Right now, God is going to do a miracle of healing for somebody in this house. Right now, I feel in the Holy Ghost, it's time. Right now, if you have any sort of ailment in your body, if you have pain in your body, if you are sick in any way in your body, I want you to stand to your feet where you're at right now. Stand to your feet all over this place. Come on, don't be shy. Stand up because the miracle power of God is in this place. And God is ready. God is ready. God is ready. Come on, hear what I'm saying in faith right now. God is ready. God's going to do it right now. God is going to do it right now. In the name of Jesus. If you, I don't care what your ailment is. I'm not going to come lay my hand upon you. I'm just going to speak the word of faith because the power of God is so strong in this place. We're going to speak the word of faith and God is going to heal your body. I want every Holy Ghost filled believer that does not have a need.
I want you to lift your hands towards these people that do have a need. You don't need to touch them. Just lift your hands to them right now. Lift your hands towards somebody standing in this place right now. I'm going to connect with your faith, and you're going to connect with my faith, and there's going to be miracles that transpire in this building right now. Come on, stretch your hands forth. Stretch your hands forth. By the authority of the word. And by the power of the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, I pray that miracles would sweep right now from the left to the right. God, that miracles would sweep across this house in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, we release healing, God, into every person that's standing, God. I take dominion over every sickness. I take dominion over every pain. I take dominion over heart disease. I take dominion in the name of Jesus over cancer. I take dominion right now. Over every colon issue in the name of Jesus, I take dominion in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, I take dominion over blindness. I take dominion right now in the name of Jesus. I speak sight to the blind. In the name of Jesus, be healed. In the name of Jesus, be healed. Lord, I take dominion, Lord God, over every blood disease. I take dominion right now over every back issue and disc issue in the name of Jesus. I speak faith right now in Jesus' name. In the heart. In the lungs. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I command every pain to leave everybody in the name of Jesus. 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 We've been praying for too long for what God already wants to do. Somebody needs to begin to declare it and command it in the name of Jesus. You're not walking in the power of your might. You're walking in the power of his might. You're not walking in your own shoes, but you're walking as the ambassador of Christ with the power of the King of kings and the Lord of lords right at your fingertips. And you can say, as Peter said, because you have the same spirit, silver and gold. Have I none, but such as I have, give I thee in the name of Jesus. Rise up and walk. You can be seated. Hallelujah. 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 I believe God just did some things in this place right now. If God just healed your body, you can tell that pain left. You can tell that something changed, something's different. I want you to stand to your feet or lift your hand right now. All over this place. I know God did this one right here, two, three. I know there's more in this building. I felt the power of God. Four. Oh, by faith. Five. In the name of Jesus, many more. Six. I believe in Jesus' name that right now God is doing mighty miracles. There's even more hands being raised up. God is showing you what he's ready to do. Come on. In this last day, in this last hour, it's not Shane Stoops. It's not Brother Powell. It's not nobody's name, but the name of Jesus. It's all in him. As I come to a close this morning, I want to give you some simple instructions because God is ready to fill somebody with the power of the Holy Ghost. And I believe there's somebody going down, or several somebody's going down in the waters of baptism in the name of Jesus. But as you come this morning, or wherever you may sit when God fills you with the Spirit, there's a few things I want to give you instruction about. First of all, you've got to have desire. You got to want to get somewhere, just like that little guy wants to get up here right now. 
you got to have a desire inside of you. Secondly, you got to believe that God will do it. And then the third thing is raise your head. I have never seen anybody filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost with their head down, ever. Raise your head. When you bow your head, it's a sign of condemnation, a sign of things aren't going quite right. But when you raise your head, it's a sign of boldness. And you're saying, God, you're good enough. God, your blood is big enough. Don't beg God. Ask God one time for the power of his spirit. Ask him for the Holy Ghost once. Then just begin to praise him. Tell him, I love you, Jesus. I praise you, Jesus. Whatever comes to your mind, just begin to praise him. And as you're praising him, there's going to be thoughts that come into your head. We were made to think before we speak. If I was to ask you what color my shoes were, you'd say they're brown. But before you could say that, you had to think that. It's the same way in the spiritual. Oftentimes, right when that Holy Ghost is ready to speak through us, all of a sudden we start saying, God, is that you? But just let that thought come out, and when it comes out in tongues, God will confirm to you that it was him. And so here's what we're going to do. The last thing that's very important that we need to do before all this takes place is repent. And we're all going to repent together right now and ask God to forgive us. And then God's going to pour his spirit out. I believe that. God's going to pour his spirit out. So let's pray together if you bow your head with me. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you are mighty and powerful, that you are awesome. And right now, God, we repent of everything that is not like you. God, we repent of all the wrong things that we've said. I repent, God, of all the wrong things that I've done, Lord. I repent of all the wrong thoughts, Lord Jesus, that I've had, God. And Lord Jesus, I ask you right now to cover me, Lord Jesus, with the power of your blood. In Jesus' name, God, I'm going to walk toward you with everything that's in my ability. And I'm going to love you with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength. In Jesus' name, amen.